There was nothing more satisfying than the sound of an axe splitting a log. Tabitha had spent all morning getting her swing just right, like a golfer, and now she had the perfect rhythm. It was better than any workout, and she was stripped down to a camisole and shorts, dripping with sweat. Not a ladylike glow, but good, honest, salty sweat, running in rivulets down her face, her back, everywhere. She'd finally accepted that the tree wasn't going to survive. It had shown signs of disinterest in life some time ago. She had done what she could to mollycoddle it over the heat of the summer, but now there was nothing for it but to chop it down and use it for firewood. Often, they would keep fallen trees, and sometimes these would continue to bear fruit, but this was blocking the way, so now, instead of an ancient apple tree, she had a beautiful pile of logs waiting to be stacked in the wood store for drying. She wasn't sentimental. She would replace it, get a new tree tucked safely into the orchard so it would get strong before the first frost and the onset of winter, which would be upon them before they were ready. It was always so hard to believe the cold weather was on its way in the soft warmth of early autumn, with the trees and bushes and hedgerows heavy with fruit, gold and purple, and deep red and orange. She gathered up the last few logs, flung them in her wheelbarrow, and laid her axe on top. She gave a loud whistle, and Poe, named by her cousin Georgia after Edgar Allan Poe because his shiny coat was as black as a raven's wing, bounded back to her. He was a formidable ratter. Even though Dragonfly Farm wasn't a proper working farm, no cattle or sheep, no grain to store, the outhouses were still a draw for vermin. She calculated there was enough time for her to go and have a long bath with a dose of Epsom salts to soothe her muscles before heading to the swan. She'd worked there for seven years, and she wouldn't give it up for anything. On the banks of the River Rushbrook that gave the village its name, the pub was unspoilt, cosy but comfy, with a good mix of locals and people from further afield who popped in regularly for one of her famous pies. She was part of the fixtures and fittings. She belonged there as much as the flagstone floors and the cases full of fish that had been caught in the river and the photographs of the Rushbrook cricket team going back to the 1800s. The pie-making had started when the chef had gone off sick and Tabitha had stepped in. She didn't have the skills to cook to order, so she had taken the contents of the fridge and made a selection of pies. They had gone down a storm and were now the pub's speciality. Chicken and mushroom, steak and stilton, venison, fish, spinach and feta, rabbit and mustard. She changed them according to the season. They were all topped with her shiny pastry, hand-decorated with latticework and leaves, and finally monogrammed with an entwined T.M. for Tabitha Melcher. Today, she was spending the afternoon making pies before her shift behind the bar, which would finish about midnight. Then she would be up at the crack of dawn the next morning to exercise racehorses for Jimmy O'Gowan. It was hard work, and not nearly as glamorous as it sounded, but she loved it. 
she was light but strong and a fearless rider. Every week, Jimmy would plead with her to come and work for him full time. Ah, come on now, Miss Melcher, he'd say, his voice syrupy with Galway charm. You're the only person who never lets me down. I need you to run the yard. We'd win the gold cup every year with you at the helm. But she would laugh her refusal. When people asked Tabitha what she did for a living, she was always amused by the look on their faces when she recited the list. She'd worked out a long time ago that she wasn't a career girl. She didn't want to be answerable to anyone. She was a pie-making, racehorse-exercising, cider-making, anything else that came her way barmaid, who by and large chose exactly how to live her life. Okay, so she didn't get sick pay or have much of a pension. And even lumped together, her income wasn't huge. But she did what she loved with people she loved, and she never got bored. And what could be better than that?